There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome to the Nurse Podcast number 412. Really? That's what you're going with? Hey, guys. 412. Can you believe it? How many podcasts have you done? Lazy. Good read. Thank you. Is that how you start James Bonding? No, we start that by going, Matt and Matt, Matt and Matt, and then we lose it after that because we don't have a theme song. Chris, Matt, and Jonah, 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 Chris, Matt, Chris, Matt, or Chris and Jonah, 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 Chris, Matt, Katie, favorite, sometimes favorite Kyle holiday. is sitting and laughing in the background. Ha, ha, ha. God damn it. If you have this on your hard drive, you're probably going to want to back it up with Carbonite. We're not ready for the sponsorship. Oh, I like to jump into that. I'm such a salesman. See, this is my problem for not having you guys in more intros is that you don't know how intros work. Yeah, I'm no. not in this intro. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> is Bruce Gutter in this intro? Hey, Bruce, where's this intro? I don't know where Bruce is. Oh, but you always, it's weird. Yeah, I've seen you guys him. together. It's always in a day. Hold on, I'll go get him. Go out onto the patio. Yes. Where's this intro, Bruce? What intro? <laughs> the intro to this podcast you're on. Bruce. That hipster just told me to come up here. Bruce. Why, why, that's our friend Jonah. Why? I'm from a different time, is what I use. I know, but, like, why? why I guess he He's would. a piece of shit. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Guys, who's the guest today? <laughs> Ken Marino. Oh, Ken Marino. That was a really fun podcast. You know why? This guy wasn't there. Uh, that was mean. I didn't mean that. Joe Ray. I wish he was here. Joe Ray. Jonah was off uh, being Jonah. Matt Meyer and I will be performing at the 27th of September at the Wilbur Theater. Hopefully you got this early. Come to that. And you're in the greater Boston area. That's right. And there are tickets left because I don't think there are tickets left. I, what? There's still some tickets Someone left. said online that they got the last four tickets. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, it's probably not true. You probably got the last four together. Yeah, maybe that's what so it is. So if you're a loner like me. <laughs> Go by yourself. Go by yourself. Get a great rest of a lobster roll and then head over to the Wilbur. Oh, have a good time. Have, have a good time. Well, if you if you really do want to buy tickets for something, you could buy tickets to my appearance um, Thursday, October 3rd at Stand Up Live in Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix, Arizona, everybody. Stand Up Live is a great club. We've I'll been be there doing before. one show that night, so come on out and support me. One show, Jonah. And then... Uh, one and done. Yeah, one and done, and then that, uh, and then later on hey, in the month, it. I'm going to be at the uh, San Francisco Punchline doing a whole weekend of shows, October 10th, 11th, and 12th. Well, where did Bruce go? It was like when it was time to promote shows, Bruce got real quiet. No, I'm sorry, I fell asleep. <laughs> I hope the you... droning voice of that asshole. I can't stand <laughs> it. <laughs> I like the internal struggle that must be going on because they don't get along. Let's just say I have a hard time staying up by my own means. <laughs> I like to think, I like to think that there's a there's a Bruce Banner thing that happens. That hack, <laughs> get out of here with that shit. 
This episode of the Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by Carbonite. Oh my god, Carbonite's so great. If you want to back something up. Yo, and I always like it when things back things Whoa! up. Whoa! Multiple <laughs> characters have shown up today. Yo, chicks, if you got Carbonite, you can back that up. Wow. Listen to P.T. Jonah. That's the radio-friendly version of that yeah. character. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... It's way better than the PT Cruiser. By the way, I think uh, well, is PT Cruiser is the gay version of PT Jonah. I think I think we'll. <laughs> I think we'll all agree that <laughs> Pussy Talking Barnum put on a great circus. <laughs> yo, you want to see Tigers? Yo, yo, Siamese twins. Yo, Siamese. Yo, yeah. y'all want to uh, see a bearded lady? Come on, yo! I can't wait to see pussy how many talk, how many beards you want to see, yo? You want to see the South beard? Yeah, I like what you're saying there. Anyway, if you uh, perhaps you lost any of this information, if you lost any of this information and you wanted to retrieve it, yeah, you, know you should back up your computer absolutely. with carbonite. Let me tell you how many times. How many times I have been at a genius bar talking to someone? <laughs> well, on which side? Both sides. Who did not back that shit up? And what happens? It's a very easy step. Then they lose it. They lose their lives. And you know how much data recovery can cost? Well, it's not cheap. Starts at about 500 bucks and goes up from there. Well, that's why you can have plans that start at $59 a year at Carbonite.com. Uh, $59 a year? That's such a bargain. It's a better backup plan. With the offer code NERDIS, you get two bonus months with purchase. Wait, so you're telling me. Two! 14 months? 14 months! <laughs> that's you- a good deal. You could have a baby and then have it be a five months old. Well, you could have a baby, plop it out, and f- have another baby that you was kind of You could get pregnant preemie. again in that time. No, I'm saying you could have two children by that point. The second one will be premature, and but with medical technology the way it is right now, it's probably going to make it. So why don't you try to have two babies? Make a backup for your first baby. <laughs> Back up those babies. That's how you do it with Carbonite. With Carbonite.com. Right? Use Bam. the offer code NERDIST. Yeah. This episode is Ken Marino. Ken's a great guy. Ken is good. I've known Ken since the old MTV days. Ken, of course, was on the state. He's been in a million other things. You've seen him all over the place. And um, uh, But he does have a film out now called Bad Milo, which... Uh, Ken also responsible... One of the people responsible for Burning Love, which is a, an hilarious show. Who's clapping? Is that Bruce? Is that P.T. Was he talking, Jonah? I don't clap. Oh, <laughs> Why are you arguing with P.T. Jonah? <laughs> Yo, it just doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys aren't I doing... once misplaced the cocaine. I put it in the front. Oh, well, that's where the pussy is. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's what I was trying to get. Oh, Ken Marino's movie is called Bad Milo. It's available on VOD now in theaters October 4th. Nerds Podcast number 412. Ken Marino. Check it. Now entering Nerdist.com. Burning Love, which is amazing. You can catch cool. it online right. and on E. That's right. Uh, also, one of the founding members of the state on Ken's MTV. Ken's been in a million, oh, cool. right, in a so million I, things. Is too, 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 many, too many things to talk about. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing I apologize exciting. for knowing that off the bat. No, you're an astronaut. You're an astronaut. <laughs> 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 we got more of you guys. Get up, dude. <laughs> 
Little thing coming nice. down safe. <laughs> Don't worry about anything else. Nice Good to nice see you, man. You and we enjoy your breaking uh, your uh, living dead stuff or whatever. Oh, the walking dead stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my son got into this this summer. We watched like the whole series pretty yeah. much online. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And we really enjoyed watching your talk show. Oh, after. thanks, man. And you did stuff with Breaking Bad as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we really enjoyed all that stuff. It's been and, yeah, uh, two episodes of that left. So congratulations. Thanks, on man. All that. We, Thank uh, you. I appreciate yeah, it. Congratulations on. I'll start watching your show too. I promise. I know that. But, uh, I used to rely on my kids to give me my. Uh, yeah, 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 to tell you, you know, what. Tell me what's what. Yep. Your kids so, will know. Yeah, so they, they, you know, be, they'll be. The reason I was asking yeah. is because they'll probably be really excited that I met you. Oh, and, I don't know about that. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta catch a plane. Good to see you, man. Take see care. You, Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Wow. Oh, that was fun. That's the best way to have an awkward should I know you. Great. How you doing, man? Good to see you. Good to see you. Okay. That was really funny. Was it? I mean, it's not... Listen, Ken, Ken you're, you're amazing at what you do, but it's really funny. It was like, I'm an astronaut. What do you do? I'm an actor. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. That's all you can do. What am I going to say? What would I know you from? Don't worry about not, me. Well, Don't worry first, about me. My first response was, uh, I'm not an astronaut. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't know what to say. I you know I might play an astronaut in I a play, sketch or I played, a, I played many different important a, jobs in a TV show. <laughs> I've or, saved lives on TV or whatnot. <laughs> Ken Marino, I've known Ken for my, since on the early nineties. Right. Dun, dun, uh, am I putting these on? Yeah, yeah. sure. If you want, are we keeping that. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, done. Lord, Look at that. We move quick. Set. We know this shit works. Five quick turnover here. Ahead of me. I have known Ken uh, since the early nineties, and uh, I remember being at a. I feel like it was a an MTV Spring Break or something, and the state was there, and you guys were doing a live something or other. Like yes. they had you guys doing live stuff. We there. did a we did a. Uh, it was the only thing we were ever invited to, and uh, we were never invited again. We <laughs> we 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 didn't fit in. We felt very weird, and they're like, "Do some sketches, or you know, about Spring Break." And we're like, ah, "Okay, okay." Sure. By the way, here's what you have to understand about an MTV Spring Break. It is in the middle of the day. There are drunk people yeah. everywhere. It's like a it's like a festival. It's like a fucking it's like a music festival in a weird sort of way. They do not focus for comedy jokes. No, no, no. They they want like some like some music and some people dancing around so they can drink and dance around. They and want like they want other, like right? yeah. They want they want topless people yeah. and drunk people. Like they just yeah. It's I not... mean there are ten guys in the group, so we were topless most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, they uh, don't. They don't want to hear uh, references to the outtakes from Cannonball Run. Well, you know, we actually <laughs> did. We did Shakespeare. Uh, did we you? Did, we did a, a, a sketch that we did uh, when we uh, when we were at uh, college called uh, uh, Hard on Shaky Willie. And basically it was a scene from Macbeth and just straight up a scene from Macbeth. But each time somebody came out, we were all in tights, and each time somebody came out, they had a, a larger uh, erection or just a larger penis. <laughs> Sounds like Tom. <laughs> Who wrote that? Uh, you know, I, actually, I think Craig Wedron suggested that we do it a long time ago. <laughs> and then we did. It starts off with, like, you know, just straight up Shakespeare. And then, like, Showalter turns around. He's got, like, a little erection. <laughs> And then each person until Carrie comes out with like a big dick wrapped around her leg. <laughs> it's, it's pretty. When you think about, we think about how. I don't know if people understand how big the state, like the group of people. It was a, it was a large it was a sketch of, comedy it was a group. Lot of people. It was a. It was a, a, a small t- uh, country. It was a lot. Of, it was a lot of people. There were eleven people in it, um, and so it's. Uh, 
it's it's amazing actually that most of us are still kind of working in this town, which is I was just talking to Showalter about it. Showalter uh, just moved Mike, out here. Mike Black, Tom Lennon, Ben um, Garant, Ben Kerry, Latrulio, like. It's uh, Kevin Allison still still does stuff. Like, Michael you know. Patrick Jan, Dave, yes. David Wayne, David. Oh my God! It means literally. It's a. It's kind of amazing. It's crazy. It's a crazy uh, group of people, and um, I'm just really happy that everybody's uh, still working. Yeah, <laughs> paying, paying their bills. I'm working with Tom and Ben on a show, and so uh, I see I see them all the time. That's right. Though. Yeah, that's right. For Comedy Central. For Comedy Central. Yeah, and I see Carrie. I run into Carrie every once in a while. Who just Carrie Kinney is one of the funniest fucking people. Like just in person. I, 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 I always feel like I don't have enough comedy skills to keep up with her. Carrie, Carrie is, you know, like people back then, people were like, wow, I do only have one girl in the group. And we're like, we got Carrie. There's no, we don't need anybody else. She does it all. She's hysterical. Um, of course, uh, the other answer was that she ate every other girl who was in the group. But she, <laughs> she, uh, she's just the funniest. She's the funniest. Did you ever see her band play? She had a band called Cake Like. Yeah, Cake Like, yeah. Yeah, which sure. was a really good band. They were great. They were great. I mean, they knew like four, three or four notes, right? It was enough. Yeah. And then they just dressed really sexy, and then they sang awesome. They sang awesome. And Craig Wedron actually produced all of their albums or, or a couple of their albums, and uh, they're great. They're great. Some other ties to the comedy community that people may not know is that uh, uh, Steve Agee was your tenant for a long time. Steve Agee <laughs> rented uh, the bottom part of my house out for a, a good number of years. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he was great. He was a great uh, tenant to have. Uh, you know, he uh, slept late. He didn't make a lot of noise. <laughs> paid his rent on time, <laughs> mo- mostly. And then he came up and he would play Santa uh, when we had kids. That's not a, in our that's kids. Not, not during not Christmas. Our, not just during Christmas. In the middle of the year, yeah. yeah, and it wasn't our kids. It was they weren't our kids. It was just kids just, over. You guys yeah, had some kids over. Yeah, he always played vacationing in. Santa with the hat, but the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the other thing that I remember about because Ken, you you were a guy that I, w- I I haven't I haven't really like regularly auditioned for things in like five years because I just couldn't take it anymore. Like yeah. the pilot season and the I just wasn't emotionally built for it. Well, it's uh, a terrible process. It's a really awful process. But I always but you were, but I always was happy to see you at auditions. And I yes. remember seeing you at one audition one day, and you're like fixing up a house. Uh, Put a bidet in. <laughs> it's yeah. the greatest thing I've ever done in yeah, my life. Yeah, there's life before a bidet and after a bidet. <laughs> and anybody who hasn't used a bidet, like when, when people are like, guys, just take a day bidet. Yeah, day bidet. Uh, <laughs> if you, if you, oh, I need a bidet right now. If you, if you haven't used a bidet um, and you make fun of it, you should, you should step back for a second and like go find it, search out and find a, a bidet and use it and then tell me if it's stupid. If you're crazy. It's it's a fabulous invention. Um, you, after you use one, you your 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 brain goes. You are if you had not used this, you would be a filthy animal. That's right. That's right. It's so good at cleaning your ass. You know what? I, and I put in I put in you know like the old like an Italian bidet like where you kind of like adjust the you know you got the big handles and it shoots up and it, you got. Oh, I thought now, it was one that just goes. Hey, well, wash that shit off hey, your ass. Hey, what are you doing up there? Clean that shit off your ass. <laughs> uh, but uh, then I got you. Were got a real dirty this time. Hey, what's the matter, you? Um, I so we. Uh, I told you a layoff of the meatballs. Then I got uh, <laughs> layoff of the dingleberries. <laughs> um, I got uh, one of those Toto ones, Japanese ones that have a little control on the side of your wall, 
and everything's electronic and so you sit you just you sit on the seat and then like you press a thing to clean your ass and then a little arm comes mm. out and then shoots and it oscillates and it pulsates does it uh, tickle it doesn't tickle it doesn't finish off it's not but but it's <laughs> but it's got soft spray and hard spray and then you can control the water and the temperature of your seat and if you don't have that it's it, it costs 800 bucks now when you just don't go out for a little while save some money and get a Toto bidet. Now, do you not wash your ass? Do you, do you, do you, do you refuse world. to shit in hotels because you're like, well, there's no bidet? No, I shit wherever I have to shit. But when I wipe my ass, you know, I think about like, oh man, I'd rather be home with like yeah. warm water. This isn't out what this butt. should be. But, but that makes the second he goes home and takes a shit that much more rewarding. Uh, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know, when you uh, when you have like diarrhea. Right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if we're going to go, if we're going schedule, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's I mean, take like, it, let's let's take just, it there. I don't even want to joke about it. It's like you don't want to just keep wiping your ass. Right. Right. But if you have a bidet, it's actually you. It look makes diarrhea to pleasant. It. it really does. It 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 it, it reinvents the whole. <laughs> so there's idea. no there's, there's no there's no hand wiping with a bidet whatsoever. It's just you can well, towel dry. I mean, you got to dry it off. Yeah. You can dry, but the but but the the, the Japanese ja- one I have has a blow dryer. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. Does does it tease the hairs on the? Hair? <laughs> <laughs> Combs them out. Yeah. <laughs> you get a little Brazilian blow dry. Literal corn ties a Hello Kitty bow to it. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice to make everything adorable. Yeah, in Japanese. I mean, I I I don't. I'm I'm sorry that we went like we we're talking about shit a lot. I but it brought is, it there. But it is actually at some point we can. Use that as a segue into uh, the, the your charity work. The charity work that I did. <laughs> no, because I just feel like mm-hmm. like I brought it up because I remember you describing it to me, and you were so sincere about like no, you, and I think you were I think you were sort of expecting people to laugh. You're like, no, you don't understand. It's like it's like the greatest thing. It's the best, and I can really I really sort of picture the way you describe it going. Yeah, if you had a thing like that that slightly elevated your quality of life every day, it would put you in a better mood. Let me describe. Let me. De- I describe it to people this way because they're like, "Is it real? Does it really? Is it? Does it really clean your ass?" Let me put it this way: You're walking down the street in your sneakers, mm. right? And they got the little ridges in them. Yeah. And you step in some dog shit. Yeah. What do you What do you do? Do you take a piece of paper and try to wipe it off, or do you get a fucking high powered hose and That's spray right. that shit out of those little nooks and crannies? Yeah. Yeah, that's what and what's do. the what's the what's the more sanitary thing to do? I yes, I get uh, yes. Our butts are basically shoes that have stepped in shit. <laughs> that's right. Our anuses <laughs> are the soles of sneakers. That's my point. <laughs> and that's right. No, really. So you you're you're are you going to put one in your house? Uh, no, there's no place for it in the bathroom. You don't have a toilet. I do. Have well, a toilet. you can. This the beauty of the Japanese seat is you can you just put get it the right seat. on the toilet. You don't need the toilet. You yeah. just get the seat. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. Why are we still here? Yeah. I don't know. Guys, let's go. Okay, it's done. I'm going to so do you it. You know what I'm talking about. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Use it? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. do it. It's great. It's delightful. Nothing better it's than that. It's delightful. A it's, warm toilet seat. It's civilized. I can afford that. Yeah. You just can. Don't, just don't like go out and get a couple of like crazy dinners one yeah. like one month. It's like oh, I could do both. You make that well, before right. you. You make, I can't. I could have the crazy dinners and then wash them out of my ass with my high tech Japanese it. toilet. That's it. That's Chris, right. you make but, that before you get to your first Talking Dead hashtag. You're like boom, <laughs> bidet, bidet, bidet. Right. Hashtag. What happened why to is, Andy Lincoln? Why, why is the hashtag for the Walking Dead tonight bidet? Hashtag <laughs> bidet. I don't know. I don't know why it's happening. But uh, I, I always, I always, 
I always got the sense that you were a very good auditioner and that you were very good in a room. And I was never good in a room, really, because I could never figure out like where to make the small talk and be charming, try to be charming, and then make the transition into doing the scene. Yeah. And then... And then, but then just immediately get into whatever the scene is going to be because, you know, they're very flatly reading on the other end and yeah. you just constantly feel judging eyes upon you. Yeah. I don't know if I was good at it. I mean, I got better at it. I, I, I didn't like it at first. And then, uh, and then I realized, like, the more, and this is not, not no big secret, but the more you don't give a shit. But the, the the better your audition. The more you like, just go in and like. Like you're a man with a bidet. You're like you're a man with a bidet. No, if you walk in and you're like you're you know you just continue being the guy who was talking to his friends out in in the in the room and you know then then they get a sense of who you are and they don't give a shit like ultimately about like getting every line right and if they do then you're then you're not right for it anyway. So so I just started going in and like you know. Uh, you know, just uh, not caring, and then for some reason that that helped. But you can't not care too much because then they read that too. I don't know. It's you a can't weird engineer thing. not caring. You really There's do a, have you to really let just it go. Don't have perfect to just let level it go. of apathy you need. It, 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 it's true. It's just sort of like so. It, it that that certainly helped me when I was like, I don't fucking care anymore. I don't care. I don't care. I'm just gonna do the. I'm just gonna just be me, my, a version of me. And then if they don't like it, fuck them. How many pilots do you think you've done? I don't know. It's a, it's a lot, I came right? Out, well, I, I do know. I came out in uh, uh, 97, and I shot basically one a year. Wow. And, you know, a couple went. The uh, the one year the year I didn't – there was a couple of years I didn't shoot them because I, I did Party Down. Yeah. And then I was shooting Wanderlust or something one year, so I didn't do it. But I then shot like a like a – one of those like – mid-season weird ones but they don't you know I've, I've shot so many that don't go that i don't i don't even know i don't i block it all out i don't think about it i was just talking to somebody about that today just you just can't re, you try not i don't remember any i try not to remember anything otherwise i would lose my shit so i don't i so <laughs> but what's happened is it's 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 bled into my my personal life and i don't remember a lot of things um as a, as a survival thing, and now, but now, now in my personal life, I don't remember like experiences. Well, it could be the drugs that I took in. Oh, it could uh, be that. It could <laughs> be the drugs. But it also, it also could be that you really do have to condition yourself to become emotionally detached from this business because you just have to. You just have to. You, you, it's it's so much rejection yeah. that, that even though even though someone goes goes like oh well that's not hard work like yeah but you know we are communal beings and to be rejected is it just sort of flies in the face of what our survival instinct wants and so to constantly be rejected in in, in to make money to survive right. is a really intense process it's intense. It's intense, and it's not like you're going in there and playing a saxophone, and they go, "I don't like how you're playing your trump, you know, your saxophone," yeah. or "I don't like." Just you know. don't do whatever that is. Right? They yeah. don't. They're essentially saying you're not it. You're right. not good, or you're not the thing we wanted. And you're like, "Well, hey, in my head, I was. I mean, on paper, you, yeah. I was brought in because I was sort of the guy you, but yeah. I'm not the guy you want." Okay, so and then it's it's like the, uh, you 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 put it all on yourself, and you're like, "Oh, I'm not good enough somehow," and that's. Just and that crazy. and that and that can be bad, and I think that's you know I think that's one of the reasons why performers can have such um, rocky relationships because if you condition yourself to become a t- detached with work, it's hard not to bring some of that home, or yeah. it's hard not to get you know like I feel like a lot of us are, can be very protective 
because we are naturally hypersensitive, which is why we're performers and why we're able to sort of re-express things into the world. But then you have to get super protective because, the, you know, a lot of times, particularly in relationships, that hypersensitivity can really work against you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but things are good uh, right now. Oh, good, 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 good. Do you want to talk about it? No, no, I'm fine. Everything's good. My wife is good. My kids good. Do you remember what pilot you did? Would you where you were like, oh fuck, this one's gonna go. How could this not one go? This one not go, and then. Um. No. Nothing. No, I mean, I shot. Oh, I shot. No, I. I shot a thing. Um. Uh. A remake of Eddie's father. Remember oh Eddie's yeah, father? Eddie's father. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the courtship of Eddie's father was called the the remake was Eddie's father. Yep. And I was like, oh, this this this. Were is you cute. the this Bill Bixby character? Yeah, yeah. But you know who the son was? The the kid in Hunger Games. What's his name? Um, Josh. Blonde handsome. Josh Sexman. Josh. Josh Hot- Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yeah, he's in everything. He's like now he's like the dude in that movie, and back then he was like my little son. Now you can still intimidate him in public because you have this weird father son bond. Yeah, and yeah. You can still un- unhinge him. He won't remember me. He's a huge star. <laughs> well, I'd be like, can I blocked it out? I block out all my. Like that. <laughs> you exactly. say we work together. Exactly. I can't say that we didn't. I remember in that pilot they shot like a like a fifty fifty shot of me talking to my son, and I have a nose on me. And uh, and and it was a profile of my nose, and then like a profile of my son and his nose. And I was like, "Oh, there's no way we're related." Like he's got a small nose, and my nose is taking up a good two thirds of the, <laughs> the screen. <laughs> I think that's why they didn't pick it up. I remember doing, our noses didn't match. I remember doing a show with you at UCB that was that was really fun, which was um, oh, what was it shit show? I think it was Rob Hubel's show, <laughs> where we br- where you bring in oh, yeah. things that you've worked on that you yeah, bring what did in you like bring in? you bring in like the worst stuff that. I brought in um I did a pilot for Fox in like two thousand maybe. And um it it was really it was it was pretty forward thinking at the time because they wanted to have a show that was interactive with the audience. Right. Like in terms of like, you know, call in to vote or or email in to vote or whatever. Um and uh or and so the idea was it was called Battle of the Sitcoms, and they would they would shoot mini versions of sitcoms. Right, and then uh, I you, think and you were the host of it. You, you were... no, no. Brian Unger was the host. Right, and I was on one of the oh, mini did, sitcoms. Right, 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 right. And so, uh, and and <laughs> Troy Miller directed our episode, who's who's great. Troy Miller did you know, like Tenacious D and a bunch of really. He's Troy, Troy's great, and Mr. so Mister um, Show, and so. Uh, um, but the but what happened was all of the mini sitcoms were written by comedy writers who were making fun of sitcoms. Right. And so what you had were, you had these shows that were satirizing sitcoms, but then just kind of looked like bad sitcoms. Like ours, our mini sitcom was called Split Down the Middle. Okay. And our last names were Split. It was my brother and I, um, my uh, my friend uh, Larry, this guy Larry Alexander, I don't know if you know Larry. But um, he, and so the idea was, it was that classic sitcom device of roommates get in an argument, so they divide the room mm-hmm. Very happy Daisy premise, right. and uh, it's like okay, fine. You, this is your side, and that's my side. Right. Oh shit, the toilet's on your side. Sorry. Well, maybe if you let You're me, you're gonna use have the phone. to shit in the couch. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so it's it was basically that was that was ours. And You'll then, be sorry. I'm putting in a bidet on my side. Again, <laughs> Marino. Call back. And then uh, and then one of the other ones was like I think the one we lost to was like. A sitcom about the the president being a ten year old, 
lost. So uh, of course you lose to do you that. Remember, yeah. Do you remember what mine mine was? Yes, I do remember. It was uh, Olive Garden commercial. <sighs> Tony Roma ribs. Tony Roma. Tony, Roma, Tony I'm sorry. Roma. My Tony Roma ribs commercial. Yeah, it was Tony Roma rib, ribs. I was commercial. the spokesperson for Tony Roma ribs, <laughs> and they, we did like a series of commercials where I'm like this obnoxious guy, and I had the fucking the haircut. Yeah, like hairs and like, you, it was, in it front was, of your it face. It was kind like of that early like, Friends haircut. Like it's like, but it was born out of that Friends. Like it was that '90s. Like it was almost like America was just discovering a specific kind of Chandler snark. Yeah, it was and really so snarky. It was like, hey. It, it were almost like all, all the emotion of Could it was like... Could these ribs be any more delicious? Exactly. Eat ribs. Yeah. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, Ask my mother. And then I'd hold a picture of my, me and my like grandmother drag. <laughs> so terrible. Oh, my God. Is that real? Yeah, yeah. No, I, and and, and I, I feel like somehow... Um, wow. Like, funny or die or some someplace has, has it. It's like on something. Oh my goodness! And I was like, "Where did you get that?" Like I had a VHS tape of it, but like it hasn't aired in many, many years. But I guess you can get every. What am I talking about? Tom, 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 Tom Lennon did one that was like um, an industrial <laughs> film about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something. But it's just like young Tom Lennon kind of doing the same oh, thing God. in his bedroom, oh, talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> That was such a fun show to oh, do. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, and we yeah. all like it. Just you can't, you can't not laugh. It's so much fun. The be- the best thing though, right? Right. Weird Al was at that one. Yeah, right? Al was. Yeah, yeah. And he showed like a talk show he did in Japan. It was yeah. Where they brought out like giant people, like people dressed in giant crab outfits. It was. It was, it was right when Eat It broke, and so he. It was basically their. It wasn't SNL, but it was their version of SNL. It was like their big, their big Japanese sketch right. show. And so they had him come out and sing "Eat It." This my mind just broke thinking about Japanese people having to first understand English enough to know what "Beat It" is, right. and then having to have a better grasp of the vocabulary to know what "Eat It" is. He sang part of it in Japanese. Oh, it all makes sense. <laughs> so he's singing part of it in Japanese, I believe, and I'm sure this is on YouTube somewhere. And so he's describing this experience, and he goes. And then all of a sudden, a guy came out dressed as a lobster right, right. and yelled at him to eat him. Right. <laughs> and then there were these so they like completely understood. <laughs> and so he didn't. So then they interviewed him afterwards, and I was like, and Al does this thing where he does this crazy Pratt fall, where I think he might have hurt himself, but he jumps. They just start talking at him, and uh, he doesn't know what to do. So he just jumps and just lands on the floor and does like a crazy Pratt fall. <laughs> it's really weird. He said it was the strangest thing he had ever. He had no idea what he and was for doing. Weird Al to say that's the strangest thing. That is, that is very. That's a very big deal. But that was that was a fun show. Uh, so how long were you a ribs bitch? Uh, I did. I did two days on it. I shot two days. I shot all the camera. I shot them out. They uh, they paid me for the year. Nice. And that was it. Now, okay, how close was this to you being the face of the, the rock and roller coaster? That was around the same time. This, <laughs> I, this is all 97, 98. It's exact. When I came out here, my manager was like, got this rib offer. I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> so, got, much of got... us, so much of us benefited from Matthew Perry. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. We were the runoff of Matt. Like, if you were like a snarky white guy yeah, yeah. in the mid-90s, you owe a lot of your work to Matt yeah. Perry yeah. being Chandler. Because everyone were... was like, we need a Chandler type. And we were those guys yeah. who were like, hey, we're this sort of like, you know. We're going to kind of comment on it. Yeah. <laughs> but do it. We'll do it. But you we'll know also... who else benefited? Snarky but not threatening. Vicodin dealers. Uh, they, oh come on! <laughs> oh Matt Myra, I'm why? sorry. It's fun to remember when you watch Friends. And Could see you him. be any more of a cocky? <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, no, but the uh, it's very funny when you because on the rock and roller coaster. I don't know if you last time you've been on the Aerosmith. Rock I have not coaster. been. I have, have not been not? on it yet, but I I know that I'm. I'm you a, have a, not a been big, on it. Big part of it. I haven't been to Disney. Blasphemous. World. This I'm into Disney World. Ridiculous! If I was on a ride, video, next you're going to tell me you never ate Tony Roma's ribs. I have. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have. Well, the premise is you get, you go, uh, they put you through the queue, and then you end up. You're at this uh, record studio, and he is the sound engineer for Aerosmith's. I got a call, sweet, sweet and they said, "Here, for uh, here, they need you for a day to be the sound engineer for a for Aerosmith. We're going to shoot this thing. It's it's a roller coaster at Disney World." That is an Aerosmith-themed roller coaster, and they and and what they're going to do is they're going to shoot this thing while you're waiting in line of a video of them that's going to look like they're really there, and you're the sound guy, and they come in, and Ileana Douglas is their manager, and then a limo pulls up and takes them away, but they're like, hey, have a good time on the roller coaster, and then they leave, and I'm just there doing the sound. I don't say anything. <laughs> he doesn't say a word. <laughs> They did. They did one for Euro Disney where I had like a couple of lines. I don't know if it's there in Euro Disney. I'll have to find out. Zachary Blue Aerosmith. But <laughs> but uh, uh, so I'm so I'm I've been however long that ride's been around. I have been the guy working the soundboard uh, while Aerosmith was behind me, and I just remember having a really good conversation with uh, uh, what's his head from Aerosmith, uh, Steven Tyler? Tyler, about flossing. <laughs> but when, but they offered. They said, "Hey, here's a little bit of money, tiny bit of money. Uh, do you want to do this?" And I was like, "To be in something with Aerosmith and Ileana Douglas, sure." And so I went, and they're like, "Okay, so you're working a soundboard. You're going to be looking in these like very very strong lights. We're going to get you these super dark contacts, so you don't get blinded by it." I'm like, "What?" Because they're like they're very very bright lights because they were shooting like yeah. IMAX. Oh, okay. IMAX like quality film or something, but then they're making it small, so they had to light it some weird, weird way to make it seem. And uh, and so I have has so I have deteriorated. These, it has. So I just stared at lights for like uh, twelve hours that day. It's really fine, spectacular. Guys. It's a door. It's funny when I walk in there because you know my parents live in Florida. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If I hit up, you spent eight days there. at at, at, at uh, yeah, sure Walt did. Disney World. Well, I was visiting my family for part of that, but. You, you know. were visiting your family for like an hour, and then the rest of the time you were at Epcot and Walt Disney World. Well, his is Disney Hollywood Studios. It's a different park, Chris. Totally different park. It's four magical parks in one place. I mean, what's wrong with it? I nothing. guess there's nothing wrong with it. Everything's great there. Two water parks. I didn't even count those. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> you could have just like, you, you could go to Disney World for four days. Yeah, I'm listening. And then just see another part of the country. Mm, that's in, well, Why would I do that? I travel enough. When we do the road, and Epcot stuff. has every part of the country, yeah. every part of the world, really. Yeah. So does, so does Vegas, Vegas, the other place you go all the time. <laughs> well, Vegas is a four and a half hour drive. You like going to mini? You like going to? You like? You want it? You know, your perfect world would be to live in a diorama of all. Oh fuck yeah! I like recreations of things. I don't like the original things. The original things are really too old. And yeah, they're going to fall apart. They probably smell yeah. dirty. You the new to... stuff Ugh. looks old, but is nice and it's clean. It's nice and clean. Ask me if I've been to Paris. I'll answer you. Nope, but I've been to Paris and Las Vegas, so yes. Same thing. Yeah, totally. So, basically, exactly so virtually, I've been. Yeah, there. same thing. Yeah, and then you got you got Gordon Ramsay's restaurant, which is in Paris. You go through a fake tiny channel. Uh, <laughs> where the English Channel Tunnel? Oh yeah, you go through a fake one of those, and then you end up in England at Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. I mean, where else can you do that? 
Probably England, England. and Paris. In Paris. England <laughs> and Paris. Everything longer. But also uh, Vegas. By the way, I don't know if I've gotten a... I saw you at the Streamies last time, I think. Well, yes. I the Streamies and you guys won the award yeah. for Burning Love. Yeah. And B- Burning Love is, is so fucking funny. I Thanks, mean, like, man. legitimately... And, and, and I love seeing things like Burning <clears throat> Love where I see a bunch of people that I know all getting to do what they're really good at, which is just be funny. I mean, it, it, it was such a great... Oh, thanks. I, I mean, you know, it was, it's, I, I, I'm proud of it, and um, my wife wrote it, and, and we got to work together, so that was really cool. And then, um, you know, we, we were lucky enough to get a lot of really funny people doing it. So. Did it just stem from you and Erica just sitting and watching The Bachelor? And Essentially, just... she watched it more than I did, but I, I got into it for a little while. There were a couple of seasons where I was, like, kind of watching it as much as she was, and then I sort of got it. Yeah. I was like, I get it. Now I get it. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Uh, but she's she's watched pretty much all of them, and so you know, the, in a way, it's it's it, her writing this satire of those shows is sort of a labor of. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, it was it, the show, um, the execution of it was pretty brilliant too, because there are not. I find that with with video with web video stuff, there there are not, and I mean, no, it's a TV show now, but. Um, with web video stuff, there are not a lot of destination websites where you could put something on a homepage somewhere and then people like that would help the traffic enormously. But, but the integration with Yahoo's comedy page and just being like, pow, like front and center, yeah, it's almost like, oh fuck, that's that's what web video needs. It needs a destination. Site. I think so. I mean, I don't know much about the how how things are promoted other than what we did because I'm I'm just not savvy to that world. But um, yeah, I think we got very lucky with. Yahoo picking it up and Yahoo putting it on their front page, basically, to promote it. I mean, it, it did uh, cause a lot of confusion with a lot of people who went to Yahoo <laughs> um, who didn't know it was a uh, satire or just... You Those know, fucking so, comment threads must and, have been Oh, gold. they were great. I mean, it was, you know, I, I looked forward to reading all the comments every every time a new one came out because about 40% of them thought it was real. <laughs> And was at, and but the, but then when they were getting up on like you know uh, you know th- th- their soapbox kind of talking about how uh, you know television is is corroding and how <laughs> how do people watch this reality television and they didn't realize that they were making fun of or like they were mocking something but it it wasn't the thing that they were mocking watching real like watching people get real angry at fake things. Like, there's still people who get mad at The Onion like it's a real thing. Right. Yeah. Which is insane. It's insane. You'd think everyone at this point... We had we had Jennifer Aniston in this first episode, uh, and we had Ben Stiller in the first episode, and you would think that if you're watching this, you, you, <laughs> might, you might be like, oh, that's Ben Stiller, that's Jennifer Aniston. This isn't real. And yet people were like... They didn't even see that. Do you know what, though? Most people, if you're not comedy people, most people aren't trained. We are trained to automatically see irony. Like, we expect it. Right. We expect things to be like, oh, this has got to be a fucking joke. Or this isn't isn't real. But um, even watching shows, reality shows, when I see something funny, I go, the editor knew what he was doing there. That's very funny. But when I I went and saw, I went and and when I was in Memphis um, a few years ago, I, I saw Tropic Thunder with my dad. And Tropic Thunder opens with the uh, a commercial for whatever the trailer. It's a trailer for um, the, the soft some, drink. Oh, it's, it's, it's a trailer for the movie. It's a trailer for a fake movie. Right. Oh, um, it starts with the soft drink thing. Yeah, there's a soft drink thing, and then a trailer. What was the name of the drink? It was like what? Booty sweat. Booty sweat. Yeah, and the, and the, <laughs> and, uh, 
And my dad, after the movie, was like, yeah, the movie was pretty good. I don't understand why they showed the commercial for that drink at the beginning, though. Like, is that a, like he just didn't even make a connection? Like, oh, that was the guy in the movie, and that was setting up his character, like in the movie. Like, right. he, a lot of people who are not trained to see comedy and things, they really do. They're very trusting. They just take it literally. Right. So if they if they see it on a homepage, they think, oh, this is a real thing. Right. And but wasn't that guy on? No, no, no. I think no, because this is a real thing. Because yeah. it was on the front page of Yahoo. They're this saying is... that it's a show that's about day, so it must be that thing. People were like, "This isn't news," but, then, <laughs> but, it, like, but it like sent you to the com- Yahoo's comedy page. Like this it's like isn't news. that's right. It's not news. It's a comedy uh, bit. Yeah, you really just uh, all day long, all day long. You could just point in comments and go, "Wow." But it was wow. fine. It's also fun watching the people defend that it's not a com- like that, that it's not real. So then the people start to get like go back and forth until the person who thought it was real who didn't think it was real goes, "Well, yeah, okay, so it's real, but I don't I didn't think it was funny anyway." You're like, <laughs> "Well, at this point, I don't <laughs> your opinion means nothing." Um, I mean, of, of of all the things that you had said done up to that point, I imagine that you didn't expect that Burning Love was going to be a thing that like, "Oh, wow, yeah, this web video thing that we're going to do, this web series is going to No, I mean I mean, you know, we were just it was just a fun project that Eric and I wanted to do and we had no idea that it would kind of blow up to be like a bigger thing, which it it did. It became like this nice you know, project that we're both very proud of, and it you know generated you know the fact that it got bought by E, and the fact that like it got nice reviews. I kept I keep telling my wife, I'm like every it got reviewed a lot, and it got really good reviews, and I kept, I keep telling Eric, I'm like that's not normal at all. So <laughs> don't get next, used to this. The next thing you write, just understand that that's that's going to go down. That <laughs> you don't normally get like. So in her mind, it's just like oh, if you just make a thing, yeah, it's all, people love it. Just people really like it. I'm like, yeah. no, no, no. No, I've, I've been doing this a really long time. <laughs> Mostly everything I do no, no, gets no. shitty reviews. Is that uh, did the how was the state received? I think the state it probably would have been weird because it was like what what does MTV know about making a sketch comedy show? The state was uh, when it came out was uh, terribly it was uh, uh, got terrible reviews, and we did so, one one of the, my favorite things that we did on the state was the second season we came out we used all the negative reviews. And uh, and and uh, we had access to the MTV library of of music at that time. We didn't have to pay for anything. And what's the uh, BG song? I start. I started a laugh. I started a joke. I started a joke. And so it was to that, and it would come up like all the different reviews would come <laughs> up, and it was just like this sad montage of us like in black and white, just like wandering through like a you know a country down a country road and tossing rocks in a pond. <laughs> oh, that's great. And um, you know the, the you know the negative reviews were like negative two and a half stars. Whoever worked at MTV should be given a urine test, and like you know just a bunch of yeah. shit like that. And it, so that was, and that, and it came out really good. It was a good commercial. I think it's on a, a, the DVD, but I, I don't know where else you could. It see really it. sort of ushered in the age of awareness. I think in in, or at least you know, it, at that time period. I'm not saying it never happened before, but it. De- but when I think about comedy in the '80s versus comedy in the '90s, you know, you you uh, you and I are of the same generation. So the idea of all the stuff in the '80s and the '90s, we look back and kind of made fun of all of those archetypes and 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 tricks that they you know so like the i want to dip my balls in a guy like oh you're 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 making fun of all the catchphrases that were unironic right 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 in in the 80s and yet and and yes that was the big thing because we were the first season of mtv they were like they gave us a list of things we needed to do i'm sure you've heard like you know having worked there you know like they were like you need to be you know you need to do um 
you know, sick and twisted. We needed sick and twisted sketches. We needed, you know, uh, sketches about musicians. You know, mm-hmm. like we needed a, a whatever whoever was big at the time. Um, we you know the spin doctors. The spin do- <laughs> we did we did do a spin doctors. Thing. <laughs> like, we did do is we we yeah, we did and uh, flea. We did a thing like uh, uh, with flea and like. Uh, but they gave us all these, this list of things we had to do the first season, then they backed off the second season. But one of them was recurring characters. And for some reason, we were like, fuck that. We're not doing recurring characters. We're not that kind of sketch group. We're not going to... Like, like, for some reason, we took the stance, <laughs> like, we, we're not going to do it. Um, and so we, did, so we didn't. So, so our kind of fuck you is, like, we're going to come up with one recurring character that we based a whole show around. He's going to come out one time. We're going to build up the whole show to have him come out one time. <laughs> He's going to say his catchphrase. The catchphrase is going to be like the most random, stupid thing we can think of. It wound up being, I want to dip my balls in it. <laughs> and then that's it. And we're never going to show it again. And we had like, we got Iggy Pop to come on and talk about like the, this guy, this, you know, Louis, the recurring character. My God, like as if I've been like that character has been around for decades. And he's talking about like Louis coming out. And we did this whole show based around the idea that we'd never bring a recurring character back, you know, bring him back again. And then MTV was like, that's great. Bring him back. And we're like, oh, <laughs> oh shit. You understand. So we so we brought him back. <laughs> <laughs> but we came up with a good uh, uh uh, the sketch with him later on, which is him with in the Last Supper, which I thought was my favorite kind of Louis <laughs> sketch. He kind of interrupts uh, Jesus's Last Supper with the disciples, which was kind of <laughs> nice. I loved that. Uh, I remember on the state VHS tape, skits and stickers. At the end, uh, you guys did the Cannibal Runout takes. Yeah, well, that was at the end of a show. We did, that was on that was we would end the credits of every show I think differently and, and we did that one time which was the, the the bit was just to do them as ver- verbatim like to not it was so anything. specific and Latrulio I think Latrulio was Burt Reynolds he was Burt Reynolds because he could yeah, do he's got the laugh he he's could do the, yeah he could do the good Burt Reynolds laugh yeah I take was, those rosary bleeds these bleeds these bleeds right here you're gonna take these bleeds you're gonna take these motherfucking bleeds that was Tom and I was so bummed I was like I want to be Dean Martin <laughs> <laughs> I was not happy. Oh god, the state was a, like the like last year. Uh, I was over Tom's house, and we he had dug up because they were doing this thing that I was hosting at Sketchfest, which was Tom and Ben and and Carrie like a retrospective thing. And he dug up the uh, CBS Halloween special. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. the forty third, forty third and final uh, Halloween <laughs> CBS Halloween special. The state had a Halloween special on CBS. Nobody that I watched. Completely it. forgot about it. It, it came in at last. Uh, oh, we, I think we beat out Dweebs. Remember Dweebs? On <laughs> oh YouTube? my god! <laughs> I completely. <laughs> we beat out Dweebs. Wow. <laughs> we it, it, it like it was it was t- nobody watched it. Um, you basically it, you just gave me the experience of like I tripped over something and knocked a bookcase over and there was something in the wall like well this photo album <laughs> I totally forgot there was a thing in the wall here I completely forgot about dweebs and that dweebs, oh my yeah. god we beat out dweebs hard <laughs> <laughs> fought victory yeah 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 who was your, your Peter Dinklage in? was the uh, was the devil yep yep in the in the in the opening uh, musical number. Well, what? Yeah. We, we fall into a pit, and he's the devil, and he pokes us in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Darian Lannister? Because it opens like yeah. on a graveyard of like dead shows, right? Well, we, yeah, we were just singing about how how uh, nobody's watching this show anyway, so basically, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> 
That was our big opening number. <laughs> that's fantastic. It's really, it's really terrific. That's gotta, I hope that's online somewhere. Is that anywhere? Oh, Can I don't know get if that? it is. I think it's just like it Tom just had a VHS yeah, copy of it. We have it, but we'll show it to you sometime. I would love to see There's that. some yeah. good stuff on it. It, it, it you know, but it, uh, you know, it was just, it was, our, it, it, we had just left MTV and, we're, and we had, we, what we had at the time when we left was a deal at ABC and then that fell through. We were going to be like, do it like a late night show that was, I guess, going to sort of be up against SNL or, you know, it was just going to be an after hours thing, uh, not primetime thing. And then uh, we thought we had it. I mean, we were like, you got, thir- you got 13 of them. And then time kept going by. And we're like, hey, what's going on with that uh, deal? Is it happening? And then finally, <laughs> and we went out with like all the William Morris people, like all the head William Morris people. They took us out for like steak and cigars and whiskey. We were drinking like, you know, scotch and like these people I'd never seen before wow. and never met again. They took us out. It was like a big fucking deal. And then, uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Peter Principato, who was working. Oh, there you go. I know Peter Principato. Um, uh, it was a big fucking deal, and then uh, and then just time started passing. We're like, hey, so when are we signing those contracts? What's going on with those contracts? And then all of a sudden, uh, they're like, yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. And so then we made a deal with CBS, which was a far less superior deal, which was a special in the hopes that we can then get another special, in the hopes that we can then get a series. Isn't out it of funny it. the way television works? Where you, and you, it, it's a lesson you learn. You learn it time and again, and it never feel it never feels good. But there's something about television where a, a lot of times they just they don't want to tell you no, or they don't want to tell you something's not right. happening, so they just don't say anything. And it's like you said, like three months, and then six months, and then at a certain point, it's sort of they basically do the same thing that you do when you take um, leftovers. Home from a restaurant until they you start leave collecting it in, mold. You leave it in the fridge so you don't have to feel guilty about right. wasting food, That's and right. then you're like, "Oh well, it's moldy. It's moldy. I, I, I have to throw it, it away yeah, now. now. I have now, no choice. Now I don't care. Yeah, you're you're letting. It's basically the let nature take its course yeah. uh, execution. Right. Run all the different emotions of like hatred and you know <laughs> denial and all the things. Let that run its course. Don't talk to them. Let yeah. them just. Deal with that, and sooner or later they'll sort of forget about it. Yeah, the, everyone will it's forget like about somebody, it. It's like when somebody dies. Like at first you're upset, and then over time you sort of like you're like okay, you're yeah, exactly, you know. exactly. Or if you know if something goes missing in some, you know, I like, missed that. Ah, that's all right. Uh, yeah, time. you know, I'm sure it'll be fine. I guess I don't miss that series on ABC. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's it's fine. I, I'm fine. We'll just do a special. Sure, we'll do a special with you. So, guys, we're going out for another steak dinner. Uh, (laughs) You'll call me back? They're in a meeting? Okay. And cigars. Let's give them the classic Hollywood experience. We'll go to to Morton's. We'll have some cigars. It was was really, we were like, we fucking did it. Guys, we've made it. We did it. We've made it. And then, and then, no. And we had left MTV. MTV was like, "You want to do some more shows?" And we're like, "We're gonna, we're gonna try some other stuff." Thank you, though. We got Uh, some other stuff. We got some other stuff. Hey, MTV. Hey guys. Hey, (laughs) MTV. Even even William Morris calls and they're like, "Do you have any of that cigar left? Because we're gonna, (laughs) we're gonna need it back." (laughs) (laughs) But everything's. I mean, everything worked out. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, that's the thing is that I I really don't believe anymore. I think there was, I think. Pre, I don't know what else to call it, but I guess just because I went to Catholic high school, I refer to it as pre-Vatican II entertainment industry, which is pre- basically like pre, like before the major paradigm shift happened. 
So in in terms of like lots of channels, lots of you oh, know right, like right, internet, right, yeah. you know like so it in a, in a pre in a pre Vatican II entertainment world. You could just get on one show, and then that would make your career. You could appear on one late-night talk show as a comic, and then all of a sudden you had a career. And now, I think our generation of people, and certainly the younger generation of people, it, it really is the sum total of a lot of things that over time eventually accumulate to amass something that resembles a career. Well, but I think- right. Your brain now can't even comprehend... A comedian going on the Tonight Show and then getting a deal for a TV show. No, no, no. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. It doesn't work anymore. So, like, so you know, a lot of it really is just fucking staying on the train. Like, if you could just stay on the train long enough and not anticipate, don't don't like think that it's going to come some specific way because you never know. You never know. I mean, you know, party down. The show I did a show party down, and that came from I was a guest on. Veronica Mars and I was doing some stuff on Veronica Mars and those guys were like oh we had this script that we were doing with um, we were shopping it around and I was like oh can I read can I, can I read it and they're like yeah and I, and I read it and I was like oh that's a really cool part hey go, I go if you ever audition for that part I want to audition I mean you know if you're ever seeing people I want to audition for that part and I got along with those guys on that show so much that when Veronica Mars got canceled they just called up and they said can you do this for a hundred bucks a day at Rob's house which is going to shoot it and try to kind Rob of Thomas? Rob Thomas, yeah. yeah, and and try to sell it, and so I was like, yeah, I'll come by, and so it was me and Adam and Jane and um, Martin wasn't part of it at that point, and and um, we we shot this pilot for nothing, and then they shot it around a year went by, and I was like, oh, I guess that didn't work out, and so then I was shooting Children's Hospital, which was just a web series for Cordry, one like week we were shooting like the full season in a week, and I got a call and they're like, hey, Stars is going to pick up. Burn, uh, party down and i was like what stars and, and, and <laughs> what's party down i don't great. remember anything i've ever worked and, on <laughs> right <laughs> and so and so i was like all right cool and it but it you know came out of you don't know where things are going to come from or right. you know as long as you just keep kind of doing it and doing it uh, you know in, hopefully in a in a way that's uh healthy for you and people around you and don't be a dick don't be a dick seriously don't, don't be, be a dick, dick. you know don't seriously that's that that's the uh, that the will wheaton rule which is seriously... No, it's super important, because I already have people thing. on my shit list that it's I'm like, you're a It's the number one thing. Dick. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Because you don't, you know... You're an actor. There, you, there are some know, like jobs you're... where people might have to work with you, but if they're given a choice and you're a cock to them, then they won't work with you. And you... And, I mean, like, beyond the basic human element of, you should just be nice to people, beyond that, it, it is a long business, and yeah. people really do have memories about things they get stuff stuck in their craw and if you piss someone off even if it was 20 years ago yeah they still will not want to work with you absolutely yep. absolutely so just be nice to people be nice don't be a dick yeah be nice and don't you know because i think you know a lot of times i think what can happen is again we talked about so much rejection in the business that eventually if you do make it there's almost sort of uh like ha now i get to it's like that person kind of gets to take it back out on the entertainment industry like all the shit that they got over the years and so they're maybe shitty to people who are subordinate to them but hey guess what the guy who's peeing on the show uh, could be show running in a couple of years right. and um, I don't know maybe maybe be nice to that kid I have a, I have a theory about, about well, it sounds the, like I'm saying you should just be nice to people for work reasons no well but you but but I mean it's a good it's 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 smart to be nice to people but you should be nice to people anyway, anyway yeah. yeah but um 
I, my theory about like oh he became famous or she became famous and became a dick. I, I don't I don't know how much of that I believe. I think you're a dick from the beginning, <laughs> or you're not. Like right. either you're a good person and things nice things happen and you remain a good person, or you're kind of a dick and you're kind of playing it maybe, or you're just a dick and you just happen to get some good opportunities and then now that you have these opportunities you're a real cock to people because yeah. Yeah. you think you deserve something. Well, and also at a certain point people stop telling you you can't do things because you know you're it's like you sort of lose that natural balance or barometer that other people would keep you in check and be like you're kind of being a dick, you know, like if you don't have that person around it's sort of like the it's sort of like the fish tank theory, the bigger the tank, the bigger the yeah. fish is, you know, it's like if you don't have that around and you don't have any sort of compass uh then it's it's off there's you know, like, like all certain, bets are off certain amount of zeros in your bank account apparently that let you go well i guess i can finally be the dick i've always been and people are afraid to say anything or they don't want to you know because people in people in the entertainment business can be very 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 superstitious or delicate about you know this thing is generating money right now don't do anything don't, don't rock the boat don't yeah but he's being a dick just let, let it just don't worry about the dick boat just fucking let it happen you know and so you know some people can get out of control i've never i've been fortunate enough i don't think i've ever really worked with any of those people i have Ugh. i've worked with awful awful people really yeah all right don't name the name no, but give us an example of the awfulness uh, it was just you know I worked I worked with uh, people who d- felt that they could do what they wanted. It's yeah. ex- exactly what you're saying, which is in, and people like don't rock the boat, and oh, I'd be like, God. but this is madness, right? And people would call me in in a, like a corner of a room, and be like, yes, it's definitely madness. <laughs> that being said, don't rock the boat. Don't rock the boat. We're kind of rocking the boat right Say now. Say nothing about the man. She, they might be able to hear us. Yeah. And then they would run off. <laughs> and then you'd <laughs> never hear from them again. No joke. <laughs> they disappear. would scurry into the vents. <laughs> no, no joke. I came down here to tell you. It was madness. Anyway, that being said, um, yeah. So do you and, move do, off of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, it's, again, I feel lucky that I have not had that experience. But, you know, I haven't really, because I haven't really done a lot of acting jobs, I haven't been on a lot of ensemble cast things where there could be a fail point somewhere because there's right. like five people, you know. Well, I will say that uh, ha- you know the, the, uh, there are all these are all life lessons. So like when something like that happens, it only makes you kind of get clarity on what you want in the future and what you will put up with or what you need. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. so you'll so like I I refuse to uh deal with anybody who's a dick anymore. And my now go-to is, like, I will just say, this is what you're doing right now. So if you're, if you're doing it intentionally, please stop. And if you're not doing it intentionally, you need to know that this is what's happening. Some people are not – yeah, and you can really catch someone off guard if you just – if you very calmly address it and, and, and be direct. Yes. And it's, <laughs> it's, it works. <laughs> <laughs> and do you find that then those people respect you more? I or, find that they uh, are not as much of a dick. Yes, that's that's really good. Yeah, but but the, but but to 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 the person who said it, and it, it doesn't it doesn't bleed over into how they deal with other people. They're just they just realize that you're not a victim that they can punch right. in the face that's anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever feel like you need to stand up for other people? I think I think uh, uh, I guess I guess so. I guess I guess that's. Uh, uh, 
Uh, maybe. Or how do you how do you work when you're working when you're writing or it's like when you're shooting and you're writing? Do you get intense or do you are you pretty like level headed and like oh there's just a series of problems and we'll solve them and you know this is a well uh, it's been different throughout the years. I think as I've gotten older, I've gotten kind of more mellow about oh this is this will this will work itself out. And when I was younger, I was more kind of. Um, passionate and I mean I'm passionate but I was I was excited about shit I didn't know what the answers were or if things would work out and so you know I would get you know more excited and um, say loud and the Italian part of me would come out but like I oh there was never I was never I was I don't think I was ever a dick about things but I would I definitely got passionate about stuff Hey, why do you want to do this with this script? Why, eh? you why you do this? You just uh, stay still. I clear your asshole. Oh, be careful when he's mad. His Italian comes out. <laughs> why you, you gotta do this? Somebody said. Somebody said uh, uh, th- uh, that that ninety percent of the time I'm a very nice guy on set, and then like ten percent there's Inferno Ken. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> at first, at first I was offended, and I was like, and then I was like, oh yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, but it, yeah, but but it's not that I'm being mean to anybody. I just get like there are certain things that I kind of don't don't like. That like when people are not nice to other people on set, I don't like that. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's more we should Why tap is into. What do you? What is it that you're working on? Oh, we were talking. We because I, I was looking at you because I, I think you want me to talk about. We should talk about Bad Milo, and we're, we we haven't talked about it yet. And no, the your movie Bad Milo. Yes. yes yeah. 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 So we so so at some point I feel like we need to cover that. Let's Otherwise, I think you might get a very upset. No, he looks angry. Well, I'm so sorry. I mean, Andrew. he's here. We're, we're out of time. So no, he's here <laughs> specifically for that. <laughs> this whole time he's just like looking at his watch, like, "What are they going to?" I about? yeah yeah. <laughs> well, there was a nice segue with the bidet. Fifteen minutes on shitting. What the fuck, man? <laughs> that was a good segue. That was 15, a good segue. We were going to do it. Minutes. Yeah, the state. It's over. What happened? Can we it happened talk twenty about, years ago. Can we talk about a thing that's coming out now that people can actually see. What the fuck? So we'll talk about it. Yeah, Bad we'll Milo yeah. is a movie I just did. Uh, du- Duplass uh, Brothers produced it, and it's about a guy who's stressed out so much that he has an ulcer, but it turns out his ulcer is uh, a monster living in his colon. Oh, I heard about this movie. And he comes out of his colon, he comes out of his ass, and kills the people that are stressing him out, and then goes back up his ass. <laughs> I heard about this movie. I'm telling you, you'll I'm love in it. love already. You'll love it. It's kind of a throwback to... Like, <laughs> to gra- nothing. That's not a throwback to anything. Bad, well, no, but the, but the puppetry and the kind of... Okay. The, the, basket the, the case? T- basket case yeah. and gremlins and things like that. It's got a... In the bru- there's a little bit of... It's not as uh, straight... It's not dra- dramatic like the brood, but like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a throwback. So there's a real puppet. It's a real practical puppet. And um, it's, it's, it's a really funny ridiculous movie that i'm very proud of that's fantastic yeah. when, when does it come out well it came out on video on demand call that vod um vod i don't know a week or two ago um and then it comes out in like selected theaters in Oct- what's that 10-4. 10-4 good buddy 10-4 good buddy but um it was it went to um south by southwest and it got sold there and it it's it's been nicely received it's been getting for you know an uh, an ass monster butt monster movie it's been getting some nice, <laughs> some, <laughs> some nice reviews of all the butt monster movies that have come out recently this has by far gotten the mo- the best reviews well every every director goes through a butt monster phase that's right and so it's just i think it's just part of the development i love how you every can... actor when you come out to la you yeah. get off the bus and you're like okay when am i going to get my shot at a butt when monster am i going to get the butt movie? monster right? movie 
right? I'll be that's my that's how I'm gonna get the Oscar. Not yet, kid. You gotta pay your dues. Yeah. I'll First be the butt play... monster. I'll be the guy with the butt monster. I don't care. I'll be the friend be... of the guy with the butt monster. Who does this fucking matter? kid think he is? He's gonna be the butt monster. You just got off the bus. <laughs> I Come know. It's my dream. <laughs> First, you gotta play mentally handicapped. Then you gotta play blind. Then you gotta do Shakespeare with boners, and then. <laughs> Yeah, but monster movie. That's fantastic. Yeah, they gave me a copy of it last night, uh, but I haven't seen it yet. So I'll, I'll watch, watch it. it. Uh, uh, Peter Stromare is in it, and uh, and um, uh, Patrick Warburton and Stephen Root and Mary Kay Place. Phenomenal. Gillian Jacobs. It's it's like a really cool. Uh, 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 Kumail's in it. Oh, Kumail's in it. Go. Yeah, and what he's a, great. What a fantastic cast. It's good. Oh, that Patrick Warburton. He loves the Pearl Jam. Does he like the Pearl Jam? Oh, he's a Pearl Jam fanatic. We had him on the podcast, and it was like we just found this vein. And he just talked about Pearl Jam the whole time? Pearl Jam. Do you love Pearl Jam? I like Pearl Jam, uh-huh. but, but not Warburton like Pearl Jam. No. I mean, like, he is, he is intense. He'll tell you, like, oh, and this concert was uh, 97, and they played here, and they played, this was their set list. Like, he's, he's, he's hardcore. Wow. With that voice, too. If he says it with that he's voice, he's got it sounds that really, voice. Yeah. Uh, who plays the butt monster? Who, who's the voice of the butt monster? Are you the voice of the? Are you the monster? Or are you the guy that? No, he's the guy out? with the. Butt I'm the monster. guy who the butt monster comes out of. Okay. So you see me do some toilet work. Mm-hmm. You see me do some <laughs> bidet work. Toilet birthing work. Um, <laughs> uh, and then some just sentimental, like nice scenes between me and the butt monster. <laughs> and then you, you, what you could look forward to is uh, the butt monster going back up my butt. Uh-huh. And we capture that on on film. <laughs> we ca- you say capture like, oh guys, it's happening right now. Get the cameras. turn the cameras around. Get turn the on cameras. the lights. <laughs> the butt monster's re-entering. We we had these time lap cameras set up for about two days, just waiting for this. Uh, no, it was weird because you know, it was just scared. In, in rehearsal, it would go right up. Yeah, but exactly. Then when the camera was I was rolling. doing it at home. I don't know yeah, what happened. I just I'm a little it, nervous. Yeah, the puppeteer is like, I can't do it. I don't know. Man. How did I do this? Was I using an accent? I don't remember. The, the grips are staring at me weird. Can I? Can we just do? Can we just do this? Just me and the director? Can we do it that yeah, way? Send they, everybody else out of the room. They have to do a closed set. It's like a Clear sex set. scene. They have to do a closed set, and they're just listening. Uh, oh, Peter, Peter Stromero's one of his lines is maybe the maybe the asshole is much like a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Babies are birthed through vaginas, and they're big. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. But he has a funny, he has a funny line like that. <laughs> well, that's great. So, Bad Milo's out on VOD. Bad Milo. Yeah, I'll watch. I'll watch Bad Milo. And then what else are you guys doing? Are you guys doing more Burning Love? Um, we're not doing any more Burning Love. Uh, I just finished the fourth season of uh, Eastbound and Down. Right. Yeah, I know that's coming out, um, which I'm very excited about. And uh, Lake, you know, Lake Bell. Yeah. I like, mean, I don't know her well, but she I... just did a movie called In a World. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, lucky enough to be part of that. And then Children's Hospital is uh, out right now. You work uh, on a lot of good comedy things. Axe Cop. Yes. Axe Cop. I'm in Axe Cop. I'm Flute Cop. There was a big Axe Cop thing at uh, Comic Con this year. I think they actually had like they had a the giant... big float. Yeah, yeah I the mean big, the big they, uh, the, balloon yeah, of uh, Axe Cop. That's fucking great. Yeah, and I call you know, this story behind that. I, my brother-in-law got me into. Axe Cop, the, mm-hmm. the comic and or the graphic novel. What what, what, what would I call? It? What should I call it? Yeah, call it a comic. I mean, I'm in a comic book yeah, store. store. Yeah, yeah, comic yeah, book yeah. Um, and and so I was really into it. And I heard Nick Weidenfeld at ADHD was doing it. And I called him. I was like, dude, can I? Can you consider me for Axe Cop? And he's like, uh, yeah, um, um, Offerman's doing it. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Well, any other part. He's like, you want to play flute cop? I was like, sure, I'll play flute cop. Sure, absolutely, I'll play flute cop. That's the part I always wanted to play anyway. You can't argue with that, though. No, Nick you Offerman. can't. Of course, Nick Offerman. As soon as he said Nick Offerman, I was like, oh, fuck that. 
That's right. It's like spot on. I fucking love Offerman. Like that guy. Fuck. There's something about him that he communicates in such an eloquent way. He 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 could he could make the the he could make anything sound interesting. Just yes. Uh, Recently, I've decided to start putting these exotic <laughs> pears on my skin, and I really notice a different. You're like, oh my god, really, it's a really good offer, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good, right? I was like, I did not expect you to like lay out some offer, man. Like, Recently, I can't. I can't do it. I don't know. How you and he's kind of. He kind of has the. He's got the. He does the eyebrows too. Yeah, it almost yeah. like he almost goes into Offerman when he's when he's doing Aaron. Yeah. We recently started placing frozen water into <laughs> basins of chilled beverages. Like, so you had an iced tea? Ice. Yes. He's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. the best. Uh, well, uh, so Axe Cop and then Bad Milo and then all these other things. And then uh, are, you, are you just Ken Marino on Twitter? I am Ken Marino on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. With the, with the little blue check. Does that mean something? You're verified. That I'm means verified. You're verified. That means I'm Twitter ver- acknowledges that you are who you say you are. Wow. Nice. People, people are very, oh, it's a very sensitive topic for- What? What happened? You don't, I, you don't get a blue verified. check? Jonah got verified. Chris got verified. I've been on two TV shows. I have not gotten a verification <laughs> check. What does it mean? I don't understand. You're, you have the right attitude about it. <laughs> what, the, what is it? Oh, guys, you would have this attitude, too, if you didn't have a fucking blue check mark. It's basically like having like a Boy Scout badge. There are fake you Matt Myra accounts- Oh, and I still don't have I a get blue it, check I get mark. It, I get what the what the big deal is. Okay. I just don't get it. The reasons right. you should be verified, they're all happening. Can't to me. you you and you can't give it to yourself? Well, I asked Chris Damn once. <laughs> I asked Chris if I could get verified one time, and his response to me was, "Oh, well, I have to get the whole Doctor Who cast verified." So, why didn't ha- I? I you know, that, that's exactly what you said to me. Wait a second. That's exactly what you said to me. So th- he worried about the Doctor Who cast because Matt Smith could never get verified on his own. Matt Smith isn't on Twitter. <laughs> it was for Karen and Arthur. It was for Karen and Arthur. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. But still. Yeah. Your impression of Chris is as good as his Offerman. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're with Ken Marino. Welcome to the Nurse Podcast. I feel like that voice just always is Brian Regan. Oh, what am I going to do over here with this guy over here? Yeah, it is without the what accent. Gonna, yeah, that's what Chris's I, voice. What am I, oh, I we got 50 single boys and 50 single girls 50 over here. 50 single women over here <laughs> right after the state marathon. Tune in for more Spring Bank 95. <laughs> I hope you were enjoying Kevin Seal sporting full. Next is, uh, <laughs> next is uh, remote control good marathon. Pull, good pull. <laughs> I get excited about a good ref. Anyway, MTV Sports. <laughs> God damn it, those were fun. I mean, MTV was a fun. Almost, it was. It, it was like public access, but you just knew that somewhere someone was making money. It, we, we weren't. No, we weren't. Yeah, there were 11, 11 of us in a room, and we were, I think, making like a, like a, like eleven hundred dollars split between the eleven of us, or some some ridiculous thing. Like we were like, we had well, one one room, no windows. We built a four square uh, game in the middle of the room, which we would play naked four square from so, from time to time. That's fine, right? Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's that's not weird at all. That's exactly yeah. what happens. Like, yeah. Just like take up your clothes, friends. You know, you got some coffee. I without the things touch. Yeah, but they did touch. Um, and we didn't get paid much. I guess the point was that that, that we didn't get paid much. I guess uh, not I think, so much that we were naked. I think the first year of, I think uh, I, on singled out, I probably and and singled out by the way was like one of the biggest hits MTV had ever had. Yeah. Like one of the biggest shows yeah. MTV had ever had. And I think 
even in its heyday, I think maybe I didn't have a good agent or something. And and at the time, I thought like, oh my god, I'm making a ton of money because I was out of you know I was out of college right. and I hadn't really you know I'm making two thousand dollars. I was parking a week. cars like I was fucking parking cars, and so uh, you know I think maybe I made the equivalent of like. Sixty grand a year before <laughs> taxes or <laughs> and you did it all fees. year, yeah, for the whole year. But you got to go to the events. Yes, <laughs> sometimes they let me in. It's like a bonus. Uh, most of the time, they forgot there was another person on that show. But uh, <laughs> but 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 was but yeah. But so when I at the time I was like, hey, I think I'm pulling in like you know forty five G's net or whatever it was. And then uh, and and then after I got like a religion, they were like. Oh yeah, that was really bad. Like they, you know, like oh, yeah. they, not like MTV would have paid me that much more. But you know, I can't really complain. It was, you know, it was a good, yeah, it was a good job to have out of out of college. But yeah, it was like they were shockingly. Oh no, you didn't. You didn't. And make that show ran somebody made money. four times a day. You doing K Rock also finally makes sense. Like you doing that K Rock. Okay, K Rock. <laughs> I, I really was not good at business. Uh, K Rock. When I worked at K Rock simultaneously with Single Out, they paid me seventy five dollars a shift. For the <laughs> biggest radio station, <laughs> no. and then I'd been there a year, and I went to I went to oh the program director. Uh, I went to the program director Kevin Weatherly, and I was like, "I've been here like a year. Is that right if I get a raise?" And he was like, "Okay." So they bumped me up to like one twenty-five a shift. Hey, that's a huge increase percentage-wise. Percentage-wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably yeah. But when you kind of consider like this is a some pretty big rooms, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, it was. It, I didn't. I didn't make. A... It's very similar to the cast of Will and Grace getting Porsches for doing so well <laughs> in the ratings. <laughs> getting Porsches one weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah. N- network TV money is not cable money. No, I, I, it's, I mean cable money is getting better. Okay. Mm. <laughs> mm. I, I haven't it? seen it. Is it? <laughs> I mean, <it's>... somebody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what shows are you working on? <laughs> well, talking bad, talking dead. Uh, but it is—it still is interesting to see. I mean, like we've seen the television landscape change. So it's like our careers have been going long enough yeah. that we have seen ridiculous changes to how things are done. Yes, I mean, just a complete flip of how things are done. There's a, there's a lot there's a lot more places to kind of go do your thing, and so there's. I think it's 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 fun to see, you know, the types of shows that are popping up now that, you know, didn't have a platform, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Well, there's like, you know, someone like you who can be funny doing a lot of different things. You may have, you know, for better or for worse in the old way, been stuck on a sitcom and like a second or third lead without really being able to do much on the show. You'd have a great job. You'd get paid well. Are you just describing Jim Gaffigan? <laughs> no, but you. Uh, that, but that. Really I mean, what? when I came out here in '97, that's what I was doing for, you know, eight years or whatever, trying trying to go down that road, trying to get that, you know, kind of gold ring. Or but whatever. now, but now, like you just, you know, you listed like five or six things, which were all all really great things to be a part of, right? And that, that you never would able to do before. You wouldn't have been that's able right. to go off and do, you know, Children's Hospital and Party because Down. Because I failed at trying to get a regular television show, I have had the opportunity to work on some really, really good. Projects. I think it's better. You I know, agree like, with you. The, the, I agree with you. But that's, that's that is that is how how it happened. You might, you know, you might for a while be trading off like the big, like a big payday. But then, okay, great, you have a big payday, but then you're not doing something that's really fun for you. Absolutely. Now, now, you know, like, you get to do a different thing probably every couple days. I, it, and it, it all adds I, up. I, I, am, I am very happy with where things have landed. 
I, you know, if if I was doing, you know, some some sh- which I would still love to do a you know a series. I mean, on on a on a you know one of the main networks if possible. But I mean, I I've had the opportunity to work on these kind of smaller, really interesting, super funny projects that I've that I've been lucky enough to be a part of, and I've gotten. And because there's these short time commitments, like Children's Hospital, we shoot in like two and a half months or two months. And, you know, Axe Cup will just like show up and and do, and even like Party Down or, or, um, you know, some other shows that I've worked on, you you show up for a little bit and you shoot them and you shoot them out and then you're done. And I get to do Bad Milo. You know, I wouldn't have been able to do that if it was shooting, you know, at the time it shot, you know, probably if, if I was on something else. So I get to do these like kind of fun projects. Yeah, I, I think for our, our attention spans, it's good too not to just do the same thing mm. over and over and over. You right. don't have to do anything else. Yeah, I agree. Good for you. Thanks, buddy. Did I put you guys asleep with the uh, last thing? That was no, saying? it was pretty good. Oh. Oh. I don't know what to say sometimes, so I just keep talking. <laughs> well, we can uh, let's just have a moment of of silence. I thought it was. It's, you're fucking ruined moment? it. We had a moment. Like, had a moment to you is like I was, half a fucking. Beat. I was under the impression that anyone who was verified on Twitter had to be silent. I didn't say an instance oh. of silence. Oh, I see. It goes back to that. Yeah. Can I think get him. Get him the blue. I heard check. a story. I heard a story. I, I was check. I was visiting Twitter. Yeah. And I think they one of the Twitter guys ran into Jonah at Comic Con. And uh, they were they Joan verify me and not Matt. Was that a situation that happened? Probably. No, no. They were like they they said they said, oh, you should tell Matt. You know, here's this is a way that he can get verified. And Jonah was like, why would I do that? It's so fun to hold it over his head. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> oh, hey, at uh, least there's a reason. It'll happen. Uh, I I just want to say, and I said to you before the show, but I I don't know how the. Uh, uh, I'm sorry I missed the last time I was supposed to come in. Well, no one else knows that but me, but I oh, don't mind. No, I remember it. We were sitting in the studio. Oh, because oh, that's right. Because uh, yeah, there was a cross wire. I don't mind. I never hold. I never oh, care I about that stuff. About it, it doesn't matter. It happens. It it totally is not. I mean, we not one of us has not been in that position where yeah. you're supposed to be somewhere and then someone calls you like, where are you? Like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be there in 20 minutes. Oh, minutes shit! You yeah. know, and then it just it just happens. It's Plus, big, we were it's at the deal. E building where we were all working at the time. See, so. and this goes back to because I know you as a nice guy, I know that it was not a, a dick move on your part. It was just an honest, like, miscommunication. So it's totally fine. Uh, I appreciate that. I felt shitty about it and I felt shittier like, because I was like, I could, I could try to get that. I could, I could still get there. And then, no, was like, no, no, and then you guys are like, it's, it's, we're, yeah. we've got somebody else coming in i was like fuck yeah no don't worry about it i mean you owe me <laughs> Listen, absolutely a lot i mean i don't not know not a problem what, uh, but uh, just for that whatever one, you need just <laughs> <laughs> you want me to kill a guy what do you want yes i just want, not a problem i want to i want to have it's in the, my blood i want to have the relationship with you like the one of the, the what like the stark girl from game of thrones where you're the assassin and i can three times i can call upon you to kill someone let's do it okay good. i'm in i probably shouldn't have recorded that <laughs> Well, now they now now they recorded it. It won't possibly happen. You know what I mean? You're, are you winking? Are you, are you okay? No, I have something in mind. Oh shit! You were doing a sign to. Now when people see you, they're gonna. The first thought is like, is Chris Arbuck mad at me? And then because right. they'll think that you're gonna I might take him out. You're gonna kill him. Okay, good. Um, Ken Marino, awesome to see you. Thank Matt you, Matt Myra. Having we me. will get you verified. It's all right. Jonah, you were great. Jonah was fantastic. Not Jonah, being you here. killed it today. <laughs> you killed it. You're halfway done with your essay. Well, that's, <laughs> that, that's Kyle. Jo- 
<laughs> That's Kyle. Jonah's oh, usually sits sorry. here. Kyle. <laughs> See, Jonah's not verified to Ken. Does that make you feel better? Yeah. Okay, good. A lot better. Oh, shit. Thanks, Ken. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. We're going to get you verified. That's all right. You don't have to. Well, Oops. you seem very passionate about it. Well, ago. I mean, I just feel like it should have happened. Now, what now. do you think is going to change about your life once you get that blue check mark? I'll have on a your blue page? check mark. And then, and then what happens? That's all that happens. Well, <laughs> hey, well, what is this about burritos? Oh, we say enjoy your burrito uh, as a way to say to the kids out there if you're. The know, opposite of what enjoy, Matt's feeling about the blue verification the, mark. Enjoy your life. Enjoy, what, enjoy, enjoy the moment. Enjoy your burrito. Enjoy the moment. You know? Enjoy the moment when you're going to get that blue verification mark. <sighs> Someday. I don't know what I have to do. I really don't. I don't get it. Somewhere out there beneath the city's town we'll find this blue check mark somewhere out there. I prefer Five of Goes West, guys. Somewhere out there. <laughs> These vacations. What are you looking at? I have a lot. Of, I got a lot of text messages while we were. While what, we were like on. anything good? Uh, people are at Disneyland. Jenny Owens, Jenny Owen Youngs will be out uh, in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Three hundred and ninety-two events were updated by somebody in the podcast calendar. Wow, three hundred and ninety-two. I don't know what that means. Just don't worry. about I don't it. know what that means. Are we we're not still on, are we? Well, yeah, I mean, we're recording. we're recording. We're not necessarily using it. Oh, all right. This is what this is. The, this is the post show. Yeah. So, who, is, who was a dick? Tell us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just does a laundry list of people. What? You know about that I guy? can't tell you. You're not verified. Oh! <laughs> Matt, could you leave the room so Ken and I can have a private verified conversation? I'll do that for you. Sure. <laughs> That's not a problem. I'm sure it was other people who were verified. (laughs) Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode of Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by Carbonite.com. Carbonite is online backup made easy. Plans start at just $59.99 a year. Start your free trial today at Carbonite.com. Use the offer code Nerdist to get two bonus months with purchase. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family Podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat. (laughs) 